0: On this episode of the High Flow Lifestyle Podcast, we go deep into the relationship between flow and grit and get advice from Johnny Pardo on how he became resilient through a self-esteem and confidence mindset. I'm your host, Dr. Josh Smith, and welcome to the High Flow Lifestyle Podcast, It's my privilege to be your peak performance and flow coach with this episode. Each week, you'll hear mind-blowing interviews as well as actionable tips and strategies for accessing flow for optimal human performance, heightening creativity, intuition, and productivity, and most importantly, living a healthier and happier life. Now let's dive into your next dose of practical flow training. Johnny Pardo is the author and host of the Self Esteem and Confidence Mindset Podcast and a confidence coach. Johnny initially followed into the personal growth world from his creative love of writing fiction. As Johnny began his personal growth journey, he became more self-aware of his lifelong self-esteem and confidence challenges. Johnny did everything in his power to build and create a new level of self-love by investing time and money into coaching, books, and courses. He, re- he realized how many others had challenges too, which led him to the creation of the self-esteem and confidence mindset. Welcome to the show, Johnny.
1: What's oh. your superpower? My superpower, oh, great question. Love it, love it, love it. So when, when I think of that, there's a, there's a couple of things that come to mind. I've, I've kind of always had... This this resilience in that obviously like we all have our ups and downs mm-hmm. in life. Uh we're all humans and nothing's good, but I've had this quite good resilience and people always come to me and say, God, you, you bounce back very quickly. So that was one thought that came to mind. And then the other the other thing, um, I don't worry, I I will narrow it down to one, but the other mm-hmm. thing was uh teaching stuff in a relatable way, and I just remember sort of going through school and just being like, not the most intelligent kid there, you know, not, Mm -hmm. not struggling by any means, but uh, just being able to explain it to someone quite a teachable way. And I've, I've managed to do that through my twenties as well. But I'd say that the kind of the number one superpower for me is being able to create and usually stories or content. Now, some people don't like writing and sitting down and get writer's block. But for me, it's that creative flow and being able to get my ideas and translate it onto a page mm. or create any form of content. Just absolutely just love it. Um, yeah. I could be in a coffee shop and just writing and writing and writing. So I probably say the creative flow can answer that question.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, da- I mean, I love the, the first part to resilience, which is, you know, is spot on related to grit. And that is, you know, that's, that's an important part for flow and keeping things going. But I guess that you know that totally blends into um, what I was just going to ask: is when you find yourself in flow. And I, I definitely think you know a big part of that is is you know what you touched on is sort of your creative writing and some of the content
1: creation there. So would you go into detail a little bit there? The sort of when I find myself in flow state is very much. It's a tricky one because I'm very much in the morning I and when I'm sort of not looking at technology so much, I know i just been watching The Social Dilemma, actually. Uh, oh, yeah, that's and, a good one. God, <sighs> blimey. Um, and how much it can distract us and, you know, controls us in some mm-hmm. way. But when I'm kind of free of that in the morning, you know, it can be an advantage to connect with people in some ways. It's not all bad. But when I'm sort of free of that a little bit and I'm just in my own space, I find I'm a bit more in flow state but also which is tricky for your sleep pattern i'm also very much in flow state from about eight or nine in the evening till about midnight so i like although i like getting up in the morning Mm -hmm. like six or seven in the morning don't like to get up later than seven i'm very creative then but afternoon i'm a Mm. (laughs) write-off i'm not a very good afternoon person uh but yeah, kind of being technology free in kind of quiet hours of the day, I, I find myself so kind of just more in those present moments and kind of rush, 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 what's my to-do list? Right. In answer to that question, I'd, I'd probably say that. Very cool. Very cool. Well, uh, a key aspect to
0: accessing flow state and leading a high-flow lifestyle is having an internal locus of control. And that means uh, you, you need to believe that you're in control of your life and it's not just left up mm. to fate or, you know, outside forces that you don't have control of. So mm. I'm wondering if you can share some advice for how people can feel more in control of their life.
1: Absolutely. And I, th- I think that's a great question and thing to be touching on right now, not just for self-esteem and confidence, but things we touch on like anxiety a little bit and people who get down, maybe a little bit depressed um, in terms of what we can control and what we can't. One of my favourite models is from the book The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by mm. Dr. Stephen Covey. Um, and it's the the circle of influence versus concern. Um, and that for me, looking at that every day, and this is something I always direct try to, if, it, if it's appropriate in a conversation, direct my clients to, in that looking at what you're in control of, like your actions, your decisions, how you talk to other people, rather than things like the weather uh, in this time, COVID, you right. can't control COVID, uh, what politicians' decisions are. So, mm-hmm. for example, they shut down the gyms. So I might go, oh, this is ridiculous. What a stupid decision. This is keeping you healthy and stuff. But... I, I accept it afterwards. Okay, okay, it's shut. Now, what can I do to feel good? I can run. So I think that's really, really key. But I think the key in it is finding what's good for you. So if someone says, "Oh yeah, I meditate for two hours a day and it makes me feel amazing," but you're not a meditator, mm-hmm. that's absolutely fine. You know, mm-hmm. if you if you're like a, somebody someone who likes a good walk or likes to read a good book or like to listen to some soothing music, then that's fine. So it's identifying what's, what you're in control of. So your actions, your decisions, and actually what works for you, what makes you feel good. And I think it's really good rather than focusing on the outcomes and things we can't control that focus on what feels good. Um, mm. I think one of the people who touched on that was Gabby Bernstein, if you've come across Gabby, um, spiritual, she's very spiritual. I'm not so spiritual, but the idea was resonated with me that focus on feeling good and then kind of things can flow from there, but it's got to be specific to you. Oh
0: yeah. Yeah. That, that is, that's phenomenal. Yeah. And I, I think that some people don't always know what, you know, what makes them feel good or, or, or where to start. But like you said, and I, you know, I'm not, some people just don't resonate with meditation, but you know, I might encourage people to sort of defer judgment and, and let their curiosity run a little bit because meditation can mean so many different things. Like seated meditation is one thing, but you know, tai chi or yoga could be a form of meditation even like you mentioned like walking um you know that that's you know getting out in nature and taking a walk like that's we may not think of it as meditation but that's you know that's that's a big thing for you know people to explore you know what makes them feel good
1: yeah yeah absolutely i totally agree with that's a really good point you made on meditation as well actually um it can be in so many different forms and it can mean different things for everybody. So it's about experimenting a little bit, but not, not feeling you're like forced to do something. Mm-hmm. What, what's good for you and try and fit those, many of those things into your day as possible. Yeah. Obviously we've got to do things that we don't like sometimes, mm-hmm. but it's important to obviously make sure you do things that make you feel good. Yeah.
0: <sighs> well, that's great. Yeah. So you, you mentioned, you know, that basically From the start, separate what you can and cannot control. I mean, there are things just out of our hands that aren't worth worrying about, you know, that just build stress and anxiety for no reason. And I like you mentioned um, one of the things for flow state. And I'm wondering if you consider like some of your, your fiction writing as almost a form of like meditation.
1: Yeah, it's, it's funny now I'm in the, the non-fiction area, but I'm actually tempted to write my next one on a fiction but with a underlying message behind it because okay. I think that, that's perfect for me. But the, the fiction, I yeah, it's, I really like how you said that. I, I did find it like a, a good meditation. And actually just relating back to when I was 25, 20, about 25 26 years old when I started into my fiction writing, I basically was just in a real I was actually in a difficult job and I was quite miserable in life but I'd go Mm -hmm. to the park lunchtime and start writing and I was just like so focused I forgot all my worries it was just I was in that state so yeah that's definitely something I found and that's one of the key things I always I say in one of my top sort of self-esteem tips because the more you're doing something you love the more you're connected to who you are Mm -hmm. so I love writing, but if you don't that is fine, but mm-hmm. you know do do whatever makes you feel good, but it might take a bit of experimenting to find out a little bit sometimes what it really is that you do love doing, so yeah yeah, yeah. I've definitely found it a meditative state when I was in writing anyway
0: very cool, very cool. <laughs> Well, they they say often with flow, like you you have to have a, a growth mindset, and I really see that. You know, in a, part of a, a growth mindset is the whole idea of self esteem and confidence, and it's sort of like that that has to be ingrained in you in order to you know, develop that growth mindset. So I'm wondering if you could just tell us a little bit about, you know, some of your experiences with um, self-confidence and self-esteem.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I I really take the, the approach from there's a British therapist, and it's really something she said a while ago that I resonated with, a woman called Marissa Peer. And she's a RTT, which stands for rapid transformational therapy therapist. And she really looks at kind of your underlying beliefs and how you feel about you. And she, she said something that resonated very, very well with me. And it was actually when we're, when we're babies and we're young, we, we don't have these issues with our self-esteem. We're just throwing up on ourselves and not kind of (laughs) worrying what others think, you know, you see children, I you know, I absolutely love seeing children like playing around. I, mm-hmm. I don't have any kids or anything, but I think children are amazing. They just like run around, these free spirits, not worrying about what anyone's saying, play with their toys. But then it's like later we get all these, or or even early years that start developing from them. We get all these limiting beliefs on ourselves. Like someone's mm-hmm. said something to us. It doesn't even have to be serious trauma. Like you know, that's unfortunately there is serious trauma in people's lives, but it doesn't even have to be serious trauma, like abuse or anything. But then we have these things happen to us, which make us lose our self-esteem and confidence. Um, and, and it reduces a little bit. But I think I've got a saying, I always say at the end of my podcast, and it is never skip self-esteem day. And that's every day, by the way, because mm-hmm. this day and age, the world we live in, it's constantly tested. So, we can't help but get, start comparing ourselves to others or start seeing things that are making us feel down or worried about who we are, especially in the growth, as you just talked about, the growth ladder. As you're growing, it's going to be tested more and more, and that's mm. why I think it's really important. So the more you go for what you want, the more people are likely to come in and criticize you. Yeah. Um, you're going to get a lot of, you know, you get a lot of praise and people following you if you're doing the right thing and you really believe but that's the more you're going to get at you and there's the more things like imposter syndrome are going to pop into your head and say right. you should be doing this you should be doing this and that's just your brain trying to keep you safe mm-hmm. um the survival part so i think it's really really essential in your growth because as you grow you're tested more and more and i've certainly found that as i've progress my coaching. When I started coaching, for instance, It's like, mm. what are you doing charging people for your service? Right. Um, yeah. It's like, who are you to be asking for money from people? Mm-hmm. And actually, I, I was undervaluing myself, but I'm giving people a service and I want to expand and help people even more. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think it's essential in answer to your question about how it plays in growth, because the more we grow, the more we're tested. And therefore, the more we have to believe in ourselves, and that's essential self-esteem and your confidence yeah,
0: yeah I, I think that that last part that you touched on there i mean that that's that's with myself too and 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 everyone really it's like that builds up in that you know that little voice in the head, like imposter mm. syndrome and and in reality, like yes, there's trolls on the internet and that kind of thing, but it's always so much larger in your own head. And in reality, yeah, just by doing it, there 's very few people, if any, that come out and criticize you as much as many people criticize themselves
1: mm. yeah. yeah, definitely and I, and I think that like you touched on it brilliantly there to kind of emphasize the point about that voice in your head. that voice in your head like exaggerates everything it 's one bad so you get so you release a book on Amazon, say you get ninety nine really good or brilliant reviews a mixture. Um, And then you get one that says, this is the worst book I've ever read. It was terrible. Your brain will probably focus on that bad one. Mm -hmm. And then it will say, oh, my writing's terrible. And um, these are the kind of conversations I have with clients, unfortunately. Um, But we work through those kind of beliefs and apply different actions. But yeah, you're absolutely right. The the voice in your head is the the worst thing. And that's why it's so important, the work on the self-esteem. And you can retrain it to talk differently mm. it doesn't go try to ignore it is the worst thing you can do it'll just get worse mm. it's about how you treat yourself so yeah absolutely
0: I just wanted to take a second to mention to you that if you're finding the show interesting and inspiring, please make sure to head over to the website, highflowlifestyle.com, where you can get free access to my weekly flow hacks for optimal human performance and happiness. Get high flow lifestyle boosts weekly in your inbox and get new strategies on how to access flow, be more creative and productive, reach your peak performance, and most of all live a happier and healthy life now back to the show have you always had high self-esteem or full just born with full of confidence like you said like the you know from the times of babes
1: you know was it like that throughout your life or was it you know how did it go Nope. nope and that's why i got so into this area um i so it's really interesting I got into the personal growth world and it wasn't until and this you know a couple of years It was probably about a couple of years ago really and I got into the personal growth world through my writing because I wanted to get my books well known I was just writing them Mm -hmm. because that was me and I didn't know how to market or anything I went I'm going to get a coach and from getting a coach I got into this whole right I I want personal growth and I started reading these books I was like I love this world but then I was like, what am I gonna do with it? Okay, I want to start coaching, I wanna do videos and podcasts and things like that. And then I really had some setbacks and I was in probably the best position in my life, but yet I felt the worst about me in my life because mm. I got to a point, I got a job finally, and I got rejected from about ten to fifteen jobs. And you know, that that wouldn't be as you can imagine, that wasn't very good for my Self-esteem. Yeah. Um, and I also had lots of struggles. I've always had lots of struggles in the dating world, which surprises quite a lot of people, actually. But um, yeah. those kind of rejections really played a role on me. And on the outside, I've really pushed myself because I've always had that value of hard work and pushing myself. And sometimes I appear, appear confident. But on the inside, I was extremely low in self-esteem. I was, I was crying sometimes when people... Didn't see me, and it it got to a point um, a couple of years ago, really, where I was kind of just on holiday. It was a bit of a boo and a bit of a boozy holiday, but me and my mate are enjoying it in Greece, I think. But then I just remember lying on the floor. I went, "This has to change." Mm. I, I really don't like myself, but this this shouldn't be the situation. And I went, "This has had to change." So I did a lot of exploration. I kind of found the root causes of it a little bit and I'm mm. always going to improve it, look back. But yeah, I got so low that I set on a mission to improve it. And I genuinely, I'm at a point now I'm like, yes, I love who I am and what I do. Nice. But when I started developing it, I started to notice I am not alone. This, this, this mm-hmm. is not, this is a challenge. This is a challenge for people. Mm-hmm. And even people close to me who I loved and thought were amazing and dear to me. And I was like, what you know they're incredible but they can't see it and I started to notice it as a problem I went this is an area I need to work on this is an area I need to send a message on because when I was low I started picking up all the reading materials I could Mm -hmm. but most importantly started implementing it if you just read stuff and don't do anything and then I started to share simple advice and that's what I realized people needed so that's why my podcast episodes except interviews are Shorter. So that's why my YouTube videos are shorter. So that's why my books are the point. Just mm-hmm. simple advice to help people. And then I realized I could benefit people in a one-to-one coaching environment that actually we can really explore what's relevant to them because what's challenging someone is not different it's going to be different for someone else, but yeah, I had really
0: one size fits all.
1: Yeah, exactly. But there are some things, you know, I suggest the people to try. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I had this really low self-esteem and sometimes confidence in some things, but yeah, that I kind of got from that low position to a good position and I really felt the value in sharing it with everyone. And that's how I got into the whole area.
0: That's great. That's great. Yeah. I'm wondering, you mentioned earlier, like uh, writer's block and some of those things. I mean, sometimes we call them like flow blockers. And and do you, mm-hmm. have you noticed any particular to you or maybe something, you know, a, a pattern you've seen with some clients, that type of thing?
1: Yeah, there's well,
0: distractions, there's come- I guess, is another yeah. way of putting it. <laughs>
1: yeah in terms of that in terms of those flow blockers and um you know obviously what, what you're on about, like flow and creativity, which I absolutely love and value, I suppose one thing one thing that I've personally not experienced too badly is the idea of perfectionism, but it's quite an evident mm. pattern I see with people, um, in that it has to be perfect to be out there, and therefore they keep redoing it. Um, but perfectionism doesn't exist because no one can actually be perfect, or the or perfect doesn't exist. Rather, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. the best, you know, the best people, what they do in the world, like if we take the best athletes, the best singers, nobody is flawless. They've all made mistakes, mm-hmm. but the That's problem how they've is, gotten to that level by making. Yeah, exactly. But uh, people don't always see that exactly. Right. <laughs> but I think perfectionism can be a bit of a blocker. That's um, well, so it sometimes, and then it causes overthinking over analysis, but actually sometimes what I do with clients is it's like, right, let's just create the habit of you writing. If we're using the example mm. of writing of you writing, and then they get into this habit and they're like, I'm doing it. I feel good. And when you start taking action, you start to feel good. So there's a great quote by Dr. Russ Harris in the, the book, the confidence gap, actually, which is mm. confident Action first, confident feeling second. So you have to do things before you feel confident. So that can overcome it a little bit. Um, For me, it's sometimes what, what blocks me personally is sometimes... I have to catch myself out for this now and then actually is, is over over ambitious sort of goal setting or overloading uh, my days a little bit. So it's a bit yeah. like, right, I'm going to do all these things in this day so that can block it a bit. And then I've got all these things on my mind. So I've had to pull back and be like, okay, you're already a human being, Johnny. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Those were a couple can That things. overall
0: goal, but sometimes, you know, it's yeah. realistic goals are important for, you know, the
1: small day to day. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, totally. Sure. So those are a couple of um, yeah blockers I see. Very cool, very cool. Love it.
0: What's um one of your recent creative pursuits? I know you have you you have your book out there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And actually, what I'm looking to do now is make it into an audio book because very cool. uh, we, We're getting more and more lots of people are listeners these days, and when I, I create blogs and I create videos and audios and different people take in different learning in different ways. Mm-hmm. But podcasts seem to be quite popular at the moment. So audio also seem to be quite popular. So that's a current thing I'm looking at doing, putting the book into a, um, audiobook. I'm also I'm also looking at general sort of YouTube videos and podcasts quite a lot. Mm-hmm. So I try and create a couple of them. It's based on kind of ideas I get from what people are struggling with and yeah putting them into um manageable and understandable content so there's that there's some blogs and then there's the audio book but yeah definitely looking to write a new book as well at some point um but yes yeah, so, um and connecting with people's really really enjoyable so those those are the main creative pursuits at the moment definitely yeah. in forms of writing video yeah, and podcast very
0: cool have you found any benefits in your personal or professional life from developing a high flow lifestyle
1: yeah um so in in the professional world like in my sort of day-to-day job it's i do like it when i'm asked to create a talk or some kind of training and Mm. i'm just sitting there and putting some slides together now I'm not the best person in the world at putting presentations together. i am (laughs) actually, it's really good because we used to have um, my old manager. She wasn't so keen on presentations and doing the talking, but I love that stuff. I'm like, stand up in front of the company. I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. But then she's like, <laughs> putting slides together, I'm like, oh no. Then right. then she's like, love it all over. So it's a great combination. Good balance. Yeah. yeah. The problem is I used to put too many um, words on the slides and, <sighs> and that just turns off the audience. So, mm. you know, you're better to talk about it. So it's it's helped me. Um, it can help in my professional world in sort of career in terms of putting together either presentations or training materials and um, in terms of my personal life it's benefited me in terms of the content I create so I love like sending out weekly creating weekly weekly batching for my social media and various things like that so mm. it's definitely been a benefit on that and it also helps me think of new ideas and what kind of flows Another area I didn't touch on earlier is when I'm listening to podcasts or I'm just on the walk or watching a like, personal development video, I'm a big fan of classic Tony Robbins or mm. uh, Dean Graziosi, um, his business partner or Joseph McLennan I've recently discovered um, and just watching them and that gives me ideas and what I try to do is put the learning into a presentation and then teach it to myself because I find that kind of helps me learn a lot better rather than just listening to it
0: Mm -hmm. that's really good yeah I mean that's what they say is you know when you when you're teaching it to someone it's it's very much re you know reinstalling it in your brain almost
1: absolutely yeah
0: Okay Johnny if uh, any of these flow fanatics out there wanted to get in touch with you or find out more about anything that you're doing where should they where should they go
1: absolutely so yeah and once again thank you very much for letting me um, have this time um, hopefully I didn't talk on for too no, long not, uh, at all, not at all <laughs> been great chatting so I'm on on social media so I'm on Instagram just just type in Johnny Pardo or it's the the classic the at jolly on Instagram. I've got a and then I'm on Facebook. There's a there's a group called the Self Esteem and Confidence Mindset, which is also the name of my podcast and YouTube, which you can find as well. And yeah, I'm on Amazon. If you're um interested in looking at my latest book as well, which is the Self Esteem and Confidence Mindset. So yeah, if um anyone wants to reach out for me, um, I'm regularly on on those platforms.
0: Very good. Thanks for joining us today. I think everybody enjoyed it and learned a lot.
1: Uh, It's been brilliant chatting. Thank you, Josh. And I appreciate the opportunity to be on your show. Sure thing. Until
0: next time then. Cheers. Thanks for listening to
1: another episode. And if you
0: enjoyed the show, please stop by Apple Podcasts and review and subscribe so you don't ever miss an episode. And help us spread the importance of leading a high-flow lifestyle by telling a friend and sharing on social media. Thanks for hanging out with me today. Now go put some of this flow state training to work and live your life to its fullest. And I'll see you shortly on the next episode or inside the community at highflowlifestyle.com.